Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Thursday, January 19th, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, we're two days away from Guards Fest, the the return of the in-person fan festival for Cleveland baseball. Uh, We haven't gotten face-to-face with a lot of these fans and and had that experience uh, since before the pandemic. This is looking like it's going to be uh, just a a really great all-around event. Uh, I really hope that the crowd comes out and the the fans all come out on Saturday uh, because the the, the Guardians want to get up close and they the, the players want to talk to these fans and, and interact with them after the season they had and with with everything they're looking forward to in 2023. I think this is a perfect opportunity to uh, to sort of uh, you know get get the get the flames going, get the uh, the hot stove cooking, and and get ready for. Uh, as they they head towards spring training and, and get themselves in that right mindset. Yeah, this is a perfect uh, jump start to spring training, Joe, and the rest of the regular season. Uh, fans can come down there, mingle with the players, get autographs, you know, take get their picture taken. They can, you know, listen to uh, interviews uh, on on the uh, big stage. It, it, it's going to be a fun day. It always is. And, you know, it's like you said, it's the start of the season. You know, it's been kind of a long, cold uh, winter here. Not too much snow, but, you know, I don't know if we've seen the sun for a long time. But this is uh, this is the start of uh, the start of the 2023 season. And I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, I think every year uh, we get uh, around the time of the uh, the Greater Cleveland Sports Awards that uh, that really kicks things off. It it sort of puts a, a bow and, and wraps up the previous year for me. Uh, that's coming up next week, and uh, you know I'm sure that there will be guardians that are uh, up for awards. I think Jose Ramirez up for uh, Professional Athlete of the Year, and I'm sure uh, that that walk off, uh, actually both of Oscar Gonzalez's walk off moments uh, will be up for. Uh, the Greater Cleveland Sports Moment of the Year. Uh, but before that, we get to Guards Fest. Friday uh, Friday and Saturday are shaping up to be pretty big days, uh, at least for us. Uh, we've got, uh, we'll be able to get into the locker room and actually talk to some of these players who will be in town on Friday. Uh, we haven't seen them since uh, since mid-October, so that will be that'll be really good uh, to get face-to-face with some of these guys, see where, they, where they've been, what they've been up to. And and really sort of get get cooking on some of these uh, these stories that we need to work on ahead of spring training. 
and then I believe the team's going to go to the Cavs versus Warriors game on Friday night. Uh, and then bright and early on Saturday morning, they'll be over at the convention center, uh, shaking hands and kissing babies, just like the uh, the politicians. <laughs> Definitely. It's going to be a full schedule for those guys, uh, a whirlwind and, uh, you know, get them ready for, uh, you know, for the, for the regular season and, uh, you know, getting on buses and uh, getting on planes and uh, headed to different cities. So it, it, it you know, the uh, kind of the rat race starts right now and uh, it should be fun. What uh, what do you look forward to most at uh, at the fan festival when it's when it's in person when it's going good I I, I particularly love the, um, the the venue over at the convention center very spaced out and a lot of room to roam around and, and interact with the displays and the exhibits uh, this year I think uh, Andres Jimenez is going to be doing some art he's going to be designing cleats and and there's an opportunity for fans to design a uh, you know, put their designs on cleats and, and uh, with a, with a local artist and uh, interact that way. Uh, that should be fun. There's there's like the the, the puppy uh, petting area where the, you can always get a good photo opportunity with the players and the dogs. I know you're uh, you're probably pretty partial to that one, huh, Lindsay? Yeah, I'd like to see that definitely. Uh, <laughs> as long as they, as long as nobody takes a bite out of me, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah, that's uh, it, we don't need any t- we don't need any rabies shots. Uh, Hoinsey doesn't need any uh, rabies shots uh, at at this point in the off season. Uh, so the the roster we talked about uh, of guys who were going to be there, we talked about who's not going to be there uh, for obvious reasons. Jose Ramirez won't be there, uh, and Shane Bieber won't be there. Bieber is actually getting married that uh, that night, so uh, I think he's got a pretty good excuse. Yeah, definitely. It, uh, so you know he's. Uh... He's getting married. Uh, you know, I, I would think maybe a couple of the couple of his teammates are, are you know, will be at that wedding. And, uh, you know, congratulations to him and his his bride. And, uh, you know, that's uh, that's a big step for Bieber. And, uh, you know, wishing wishing them all the best for sure. Yeah, his his uh, his fiance's name is Kara. And uh, they've uh, if you're familiar with their Instagram, they're a very photogenic couple. Let's put it that way. Uh, so it should be uh, a, a good time for them. Uh, I, I believe Aaron Savali and Zach Plesak are are not going to be at the the festival either. I, I don't know if it means that they're going to be at the wedding themselves uh, as well, attending, or uh, if they've got other plans and were excused for other reasons. But uh, it, you know, it's just the what, what we should do is get a, a, a gigantic. Uh, uh, you know, wedding card uh, that the fans can sign and, and send along to the uh, to the Beavers uh, for their before their honeymoon. That uh, well, who knows when that's going to take place, but uh, maybe that's an idea that the uh, the Guardians can can hook up and get the fans uh, uh, able to do. Uh, so you know, the fan festival takes place, and then from there we've got this period of a couple of weeks before uh, pitchers and catchers are scheduled to report right around Valentine's Day. Uh, really what, what goes on, what's the, the, the business of the team between, you know, that, uh, the fan festival and when they report to spring training. Yeah, well, they got to, you know, the, the uh, tradition of the trucks, the equipment trucks have got to be, uh, you know, they got to pick a day where the uh, the equipment trucks head out to Goodyear, get packed and head out to Goodyear. We we get to talk to Tony Amato, you know, which is always a thrill. <laughs> Tony always loves that day, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, so th- that comes into it. I'm sure, you you know, they're they're still kind of, you know, tweaking the roster if, if, it, if at all possible. 
you know, with uh, some spring training and invitations. Uh, they're probably going over, you know, who who among the uh, minor league guys would be uh, brought up uh, to play some of the, to appear in some of the, uh, you know, the Cactus League games. Uh, you know, just all, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of busy work, you know, a lot of, you know, getting the staff there on time. We really haven't, Joe, the, the thing, they, they really haven't announced the, uh, the minor league uh, staffs yet, the coaching, you know, the, the coaching staffs and that's uh, usually around right around now as well. So, you know, maybe they're still trying to fill some vacancies. Yeah, that's uh, another uh, sort of bit of news that we're waiting to hear from. And also, there's there's one vacancy still on the the major league coaching staff. Uh, we talked to Chris Antonetti last week, uh, and he said that they've been uh, conducting interviews and uh, on Zoom and and just sort of uh, trying to get that piece of business taken care of. Uh, the replacement for uh, Kyle Hudson, who left to become the first base coach over uh, in Boston under Alex Cora. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll, you know, have some news on that uh, coming up. Uh, I definitely want to dig in with with Miles Straw and talk to him about, you know, what it, what it means to lose a guy like Kyle Hudson, who who coached two gold glovers in the same outfield uh, last year in Quan and uh, Straw. And, and also there's, you know, quite a few changes uh, it, around the division now with uh, Carlos Correa coming back in Minnesota and with uh, Detroit uh, announcing that they've moved the fences in. Uh, I want to see how uh, the Gold Glove center fielder reacts to uh, to that news, that there will be less roaming room out in the uh, the center field pasture at uh, Comerica Park. Yeah, that's a huge, still a huge outfield, but, it, you know, at least, uh, you know, <laughs> You know, a, a straw won't be uh, have to have oxygen after every game he plays out there because if you don't have a center fielder that can run when you're playing the Tigers or you're the Tigers and, and don't have a center fielder that can run and cover a lot of ground, you're in trouble with that outfield. But they're moving it in. Uh, you know, they're uh, you know, the Tigers finished last in, in uh, all of baseball in in home runs. Uh, Cleveland finished second last. So, you know, that we, we might see a little more power from those two teams when they meet at Comerica Park. What uh, when they they do that and Miguel Cabrera comes out and says they, you know, I think he tweeted something like uh, they should have done this 15 years ago. Uh, <laughs> you think about the way Miguel Cabrera hits the ball and where he hits the ball. Boy, if they had made that change to the outfield 15 years ago, we'd be talking about 600 home runs for uh, Cabrera. Yeah, and he doesn't get many cheapies though. But it, you're right, Joe. He he, uh, you know, he has that that right-handed swing, and uh, he, you know, he pulled into the into the alley there in the right in the left center field alley. And yeah, he would he would have a few more for sure. You know, I remember when Juan Gonzalez wouldn't wouldn't resign with the Tigers you know, the original ballpark because it was too big and that forced them to move uh, the left field fence in. And now they're moving, you know, the, the center field fence and, and the right center field fence in and, and lowering it as well. Yeah, a lot of changes. Uh, and <laughs> I, I can understand wa- wanting to attract ball players by uh, by making the, dimen- the dimensions uh, hitter friendly. But, uh, you know, you also at that time you had Max Scherzer and uh, 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 Justin Verlander on your in your rotation, so uh, you know the the pitchers can benefit from it as well. Yeah, that was a, that's always been a great pitchers park. Uh, you know, especially you know to straightaway center, what what was four hundred twenty feet, and mm-hmm. uh, you know to the to the gaps in in right center as well, and and left center. You really, I think. Uh, 
uh, just you know reading up on the um, the uh, the moves the you know the the decision to move the stadium in I mean the the uh, walls in they had more 400 and four, more drives of over 400 feet in the in and outs uh, uh, since 2015 according to Statcast than any other ballpark so they want they're looking to, to the Tigers need a uh, need offensive boost and they're looking. And, you know, they're trying to, you know, manipulate the ballpark to do it. All right. That, that makes a lot of sense. All right. Let's uh, let's talk prospects here. Uh, we uh, we have some prospect news. Uh, Baseball America uh, came out with their uh, new top 100 prospects list. And uh, the Guardians are, are one of the most heavily represented uh, clubs on that list. I think the Orioles have eight prospects within that top 100 and the Guardians uh, are, are are close behind with seven uh, prospects in that top 100, according to Baseball America. Uh, headlined by uh, Daniel Espino, the uh, the number four overall pitching prospect, uh, and he's followed closely. He's at number 19 overall, um, but number four among pitchers, and he's followed uh, very closely by Gavin Williams. Uh, so the top two right-handed prospects in the Guardians system are in the top 20 overall according to baseball america uh that bodes very well for uh for the club uh, moving forward into the next couple of seasons yeah joe espino and and williams both you know hard throwing right handers uh you know espino unfortunately only didn't throw much last year because of a knee and uh, i think a shoulder injury so they're being very very careful with him but gavin williams had a had a big year you know, going from A to double A, made 25 starts, uh, you know, just dominated 1.96 ERA, you know, 179 uh, strikeouts, uh, just, uh, you know, really, he, he's an impressive guy and, it, and it's velocity, velocity, velocity. So, you know, I think uh, he's got a chance to, to pitch, you know, a triple A this year and, and both those guys, we might see both those guys, you know, who knows toward the tail end of uh, 2023 in, in the big leagues. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good chance that one or both of them gets a, at least a look or a start uh, somewhere uh, in in twenty three. Uh, the, the thing with Espino is he just he just hasn't pitched enough really at the upper levels of the minors yet uh, because of the injuries that he's he's dealt with, and because they they want to take take it easy with him and be overly cautious because when you've got a guy that throws ninety eight miles an hour consistently. Uh, you, you want to make sure you take care of them and, and don't have, uh, you know, big complications down the road. Uh, so they, they've been very cautious with Espino. Do you think they, they sort of try to cut him loose a little bit this year? Well, I think I think Joe, you hit the uh, hit the nail on the head there when you said ca- you know cautious. You know, we saw them do this with uh, Tristan McKenzie. You know, uh, they kind of slow played him in the minors just because they knew how good he could he could be. You know, Espino's a kid they drafted out of high school. You know, there's really no I don't think there's a big rush to get him to the big leagues. So I think they're going to be you know like you said they're going to be very careful with this guy. 
Uh, you know, and, and, you know, I think he'd probably start the year, what, in double A, I would think, you know, that's where, that's where he was pitching last season when he got hurt and, uh, you know, just kind of move him up, you know, gradually as, but he's, you know, he's a physical specimen. He's, he's a, you know, he's not real tall, but he's, you know, he's built and uh, I mean, he's, he's a strong looking kid and uh, I think they'll just take their time with him. Yeah. Uh, the other names, uh, in that top 100 on this list, obviously you talked about Gavin Williams. Uh, Bo Naylor, we've we've seen him uh, just briefly up at the the major league level. I think we've we've talked at length about how we kind of all believe that he's going to definitely start the year out at AAA unless there's an injury of some sort, and and maybe they bring him along slowly, if at all this season. Uh, you know, he he still needs to get innings in uh, at the AAA level. Uh, Valera, we've we've spoken about at length about him maybe being the future in that outfield at, at some point and uh, in, in, in one of the corner positions. Uh, you know, Rokio, we, we've talked about as as a guy who is just, just sort of leading that stockpile of middle infield talent that they have uh, in the minors right now. And and uh, I don't, we haven't really talked about Logan Allen or, or Tanner Bibby as much. Obviously, this is the uh, the the Logan Allen that they they drafted after they already had a Logan Allen, um, and this is the this is the one that they sort of hung on to. Uh, he's uh, he's been impressive, really, as as he's climbed through the minors as well. He was, you know, almost right away after they drafted him, he was a guy who was was turning heads in the in in his uh, in his short season and and really, uh, you know, sort of making people take notice of him. Yeah, he spent the whole season at Triple A Columbus last season. Uh, had a you know a solid year, uh, and I think uh, you know he's you know left-handed, left obviously a left lefty. Uh, you know I think he's you know one phone call away, Joe. He's he's probably a guy that that could help them this year. You know and. Uh, you know, just uh, like a like he's a two way guy too. I think he played some first base in college, but he's strictly a pitcher now. He's not going to do the Otani thing or anything like that. But but uh, you know, a, an impressive guy and a guy to uh, keep an eye on. There you go. They put the headline out there now. Hoinsey says Logan <laughs> Allen's the next Otani. Oh boy, they won't kill you for that one at all. Uh, and then Tanner Bibby, uh, a, a guy who, uh, another name that just sort of popped up along the, along the same, I think he was the same draft as Gavin Williams, and uh, you know just started making noise in the lower minors uh, the last couple of seasons, and and I guess the scouts really like this kid. Yeah, he's you know he came in the draft where they they selected eighteen out of twenty one pitcher, eighteen out of they had twenty one draft picks. A couple of years ago, and eight they used eighteen of those picks to draft pitchers, and 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 uh, you know, uh, uh, Bibi was one of them. He uh, added uh, like five to six miles an hour on his of uh, on his fastball this past season. You know, ten, uh, you know, just kind of had a breakout season, and you know that's why he made the Baseball America's top one hundred. And uh, just uh, you know, he's, he's a guy to watch for sure. What does that mean, you know, that the the other organizations and, you know, Baseball America as well, but like the other clubs sort of take notice that uh, the Guardians are, are pretty much stacked in talent uh, it, it, at the minor league in, in the in the farm system. Uh, does that make clubs want to, you know, maybe pick up the phone and, and explore trade options with them or uh, I mean, or do they just wait until the Guardians develop these kids on their own 
uh, and, and bring them up and get a taste. And then they then they try to make the call for the uh, uh, the trades. Uh, it, it, it almost feels like Cleveland serves as the the farm system sometimes for a lot of these big market teams uh, in, in developing their their pitching talent, uh, especially, but but really just overall. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, that's uh, Cleveland's M.O. You know, you you draft well, you develop well, you get your own guys to the big leagues. And when they, uh, you know, when they become free agents, when they, you know, they, they've kind of spend their, you know, five or six years in Cleveland, you know, you can't extend them, you know, bang, they're out there, you know, they're out there as as free agents or you or they trade them, you know, a year a year before free agency. Uh, you know, so, yeah, I mean, you. it's all right to do that. It's all right to be a feeder system for the rest of the big leagues, as long as you have more players coming behind the the guys you lose. And, you know, that's a difficult, uh, a difficult, uh, you know, trick to pull off. And, uh, you know, anybody who's been uh, a Cleveland fan for uh, more than this, like the last 20 years knows that uh, it always, it, uh, the, the guardians are in a special place right now. They, they're in a place where, you know, they have talent stockpiled, but you know, it, it wasn't always that, that wasn't always the case. Right. Yeah. That's the, uh, the old, uh, you know, the, the conundrum is, is it's when it's time to win now, uh, you, you sort of have to part with some of that top talent, uh, that young emerging talent sometimes. Uh, and, and we've seen it in the past and, and we'll probably see it in the future. Uh, but you got to just trust that Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff uh, really have their finger on the pulse and 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 their finger on the button and know when to when to pull the trigger on it uh, and, and when is the right time. Uh, so, you know, that's that's where we are in terms of heading into uh, the weekend's events and, you know, excited about the future with, uh, you know, who's coming, excited about who's here and, and the fans being able to uh, to to get up with them. What do we what do we think about expectations and and what kind of pressure uh, last season and the success that the Guardians had? Uh, how is that going to to sort of affect this team moving forward? Uh, you know, once they arrive at spring training, you know, did they walk in like the uh, uh, like the the movie stars and the the rock stars, knowing that they they have a division championship under their belt, or is it you know get back to work and start from ground zero again? Yeah, I think they better, you know, take the latter uh, approach, Joe, uh, you know, because uh, right now they have, instead of being the uh, the hunter, they've become the hunted, you know, and uh, expectations can do strange things to ball clubs. You know, uh, last season, really, uh, you know, no one saw this this Cleveland team doing what, what it did, except, you know, the guys in the locker room. And, uh, you know, they came out of nowhere, so they're not going to surprise too many people this year. You know, the old saying that, you know, you, you kind of you, you kind of jumped up on people. You surprised people last year. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. And it's a little different. You know, we're, we're uh, you know, guys like we they've Cleveland got so many, you know, great performances out of young guys like Quan and 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 you know Josh Naylor and and you know Gonzalez and just uh, you know even you know Rosario uh, you know and and the pitching staff especially in the bullpen you know they, they all they all really gelled and 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 really did a nice job but 
can they do it again? You know, that's that's the base. The uh, that's what makes you know separates teams in baseball because you know if <laughs> you play a, an endless season and then you play another endless season, so you've got to you've got to really produce, and you you know you can't take too much for granted. Yeah, I don't want to play you know downer or or wet blanket or anything like that. But you've got a young club and young guys, and the hallmark of uh, of, of young players is in inconsistency. And they, they, I'm not saying that guys like Quan or Gonzalez, uh, you know, outperformed or overperformed what they what they really are as ball players. But I think you'd be kind of silly not to expect some sort of regression uh, at some point this season uh, for for both, if not all of them. Just because it's hard to be consistent at the big league level. Now, you know, two or three years from now, maybe both of those guys settle in and and you know show that they are, uh, you know, a Gold Glove left fielder and a and a clutch hitting, you know, right fielder. But I, it's it, it's silly to expect that to to right from the jump at the beginning of the year next year or at the beginning of 2023 to expect them to just pick up and and continue where they were. Uh, the the league knows them now. They're 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 going to get pitched differently. They're they're going to get pitched like they're special uh, ball players like they were last year. So, I think it's it, it just temper your expectations with this club, uh, without being without losing confidence because I don't think uh, you know Tito will ever let them lose their confidence. Yeah, I think I still think they're the team to beat in a division. I, you know, just based on last year, based on what the White Sox and Twins are are still trying to recover from. You know, they both had a bunch of injuries, and the one thing with with Cleveland last season, as we were talking about earlier, Joe. I mean, they were so fortunate uh, health wise. I mean, they really, you know, they they really didn't have too many, you know, crippling injuries and. And, uh, you know, that really kind of tested their depth or took starters, you know, out of the out of the lineup for for an extended period of time. And they really took advantage of that. And, you know, the Twins and the White Sox really struggled to stay to keep their best players on the field. Yeah, you go back to that final month of the season and the the Twins were a uh, shell of what they could have been on paper in terms of uh, their injured players. And I think uh, the White Sox with. Having uh, having fired Tony La Russa and uh, just the the controversy and 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 all the the emotions over there in their clubhouse and the fact that just like you know it's at several points during the season Josh Naylor had just taken away their soul uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, it it, um, it it wasn't easier for the the Guardians to do what they did but I you know if both of those teams are at full strength it might have been a little more difficult than it was. Yeah, and the one thing you you always like about a Cleveland team is is their pitching, Joe. And and you've you've got to like the you know the front end of the rotation with with Bieber and and McKenzie and Quantrill. Those guys, you know, I think you you they've stood the you know you know you you get they they're they're reliable at least when they're healthy. You know, you know what you're going to get out of those guys. I probably you know you could maybe McKenzie is kind of the outlier there. 
Uh, you know, he, he's, we, but, you know, he's sure, you know, he's had stretches the last two seasons where he's he's looked like a dominant big league pitcher. And if you get, you know, uh, Plesak and, and, and Savali back, you know, that rotation is going to be solid. You know, you, you expect one of the, at least Savali or Plesak, one of the two to have a bounce back year. And like we were talking before, they've got a lot of depth. I mean, they, they've got some guys they can run up there. And if if somebody falters, they can plug a hole in the rotation, and that's going to keep you in in most games. All right. Well, I'm excited. Uh, can't wait to to see the guys this weekend. Can't wait to get to Guards Fest and, and interact with some of these fans, and and talk to them. Uh, hey, if you're listening to the podcast and you're going to be out at uh, Guards Fest, uh, send us uh, uh, a DM. Uh, and get in touch with us. Uh, you can, uh, if you're a subtext subscriber, subtext uh, me and Hoinsey and and we'll be there. Maybe we can uh, maybe we can meet up and and listen to your stories as well as uh, as Guardians fans. You can subscribe to subtext uh, uh, by uh, sending a text to two one six two nine eight four three four six or by going on cleveland.com slash subtext uh, and and signing up there. Uh, it's a great way to, to get, uh, inside information and, 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 uh, scoops ahead of time, uh, from Hoinsey and myself, Paul, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week, uh, after this whole, uh, after this whole event takes place and we'll, uh, we'll have plenty to talk about. Yeah, it'll be fun, Joe. All right. We'll talk to you then.